0: Welcome to another episode of Dev Shop Stories. My name is Josh and I have Kai here with me today. And today we're going to share a story about AI and ChatGPT and Midjourney and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty pretty amazing technology when you get down to it. So the story begins with my first introduction to a kind of AI software that just kind of blew my mind and that is kind of playing around with mid-journey. I remember when that was kind of first talked about, and I think it was only a few months ago, to be honest, uh, when it started becoming popular. And I got into the Discord channel where I can actually ask it to make me images of a certain type. I just saw it kind of on the news or the buzz around it. And my experience is I remember just going on there and asking it to make me a picture of a castle, and it it did, and it actually was really cool. And then next I asked for it to make me a picture of donald trump riding on a velociraptor holding ar15s you know and um it, what it didn't quite get it right what it made was it made a velociraptor that looked like donald trump so he kind of had his <laughs> his combed over hair and That's just awesome. kind of the blondish kind of thing on a velociraptor and then um when i added back in the guns it you know it just it was like holding them and stuff and so it wasn't quite right but it was pretty funny to say It'll take that one and and make me a high quality version of it and stuff. And it was, it was actually pretty cool. So some of the interesting things about AI is just the possibilities and the, the capabilities that you have with it and things you can do. And so Kai, what's your kind of thoughts on some of that? I think this is something that we've kind
1: of were expecting in the industry, you know, being a tech that was coming down the road. I think one thing we didn't see coming was to see how far it is along the process. Uh, I started playing with ChatGPT just because I started seeing different videos of people talking about it and talking about how it's just an amazing AI tool. And, you know, I was skeptical, but I started playing with it and I was like, wow, I can't differentiate this between like a human being.
0: Right. And I remember when I started playing with it, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, you ask the questions, it gives you instant answers. Uh, You can give it very specific directions. You can say, I think, you know, one of the first things we said was, you know write me a 1000 word story about three bears and the desert and a family <laughs> you know oh, and like yeah. that was it and it actually put out there and it was actually an interesting story about how they went and they got lost in the desert and they were saved and and it tied like back into a conclusion and you're just like how the heck is this even possible but then I mention it to my son who's currently in college and he's like, Oh yeah, I've been using that for my assignments. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Yeah, I've my last three assignments, um, you know, I I've used it and I've gotten A's on them. And uh by the way, he signed up and he got, you know, registered as an account and they they have some verbiage in there that says, like, these are generated and they're your intellectual property, you know, so they're not plagiarism and whether the school really looks like that is a different story, but I, I just thought it was so fascinating that he had already started incorporating that into his lifestyle at, at college. I think the big reason we wanted to talk about this today is it's not often you find technology like this
1: that's so transformative. Like, I think this is really going to change how a lot of different industries and everyday lives of people will operate.
0: Right. And and from the point of where it's currently at, right now it's Chat GPT 3.5 is kind of what they're calling it and it was trained against only like 75 gigabytes of data, like 175 billion different articles and content and stuff. And 75 gigabytes might sound like a lot, but it has nothing compared to like what the entire internet kind of holds, you know, they're talking about chat GPT 4.0 that's coming out. And that's going to be essentially open to the entire internet to do its learning and training and stuff. And it's so, it's really fascinating to see what's going to happen and change from, you know, three, five to four to five, you know, and and so on. Right.
1: Yeah. One thing we've noticed, or I've noticed is uh I think the value of these AI bots or engines or, or tools is essentially going to be your data sets. OpenAI, they created ChatGPT. I think they have a version called Dolly that does images as well. Anyways, they provide an open API for anyone to be able to create tools and, and things off of so that you can actually use those engines and create your own things and feed it data sets and and train it on your own kind of platform or your own company, really.
0: Right. And going back to kind of transformative technology that can kind of change the way some of the big tech companies that aren't as involved into it, like Google, is kind of scared. You know, they I think they're they're looking at it and be like, you know, it might get to the point where people are sick and tired of searching on Google for a recipe only to be blasted with ads and stuff. And then even, I know when I search for a recipe for like brownies, right? You click on it, you get to see the first results. You click on those results and you have to read through, you know, six or seven pages first of a blog article (laughs) about somebody who's, this is a favorite grandma's recipe and this and that, you know, and then you have to scroll and scroll and scroll. and 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 then, you know, as you scroll, in a pop-up happens and and stuff. And then it's just like, I just want this recipe. If you go into chat GPT and say, give me a brownie recipe, you just spits it out there, you know, how to make it. And then you say, okay, turn that into a grocery list. And it takes that and turns that into a grocery list of things you'd have to, to buy, right? Absolutely. And so, you know, this could really eat away at some of people's need to go actually to Google to ask these types of questions. I would much rather type, you know, have a app on my phone that is just my Q&A app. And I just ask it, you know, it's like an Oracle, you know, like give me the answer to this. And it just gives it to you straight. It doesn't give you you know, 1 million search results.
1: See, this is a uh, kind of where it's going to start to make head, in my opinion. We're going to take everyday questions that we have, especially knowledge-based, things that are pretty well known across maybe certain sects of people, and getting that data is going to be really, really easy. I think where some of the limitations that come with AI is going to be generated of, meaning things that we don't know about yet, or new concepts, new ideas. I mean, ChatGPT or any AI engine is pulling from a, a data set you know, that exists somewhere. It learned from a couple of different iterations. So anything new, that's the future.
0: Yeah. Let's take a minute, real quick, and just kind of talk about some of the uses of ChatGPT and how we've, how we've at Red Sky Engineering have actually used them as well. One example that I thought was really interesting was the summaries for these podcasts that we're doing right now. We just had to take the entire transcript, we drop it into ChatGPT and say, summarize this. And it actually comes up with a paragraph summary, you know, of the entire podcast. And it's like, that is awesome. That's a perfect use case example, a mundane thing that you'd have to do and try to come up with a title. Now, you might think about it like we might need to optimize it for SEO or try to catchiness or whatever, but it at least gives you like a starting point of something that is grammatically correct and has the key points pulled out into a summary. I think that's a big thing for us in sales and marketing, even when we,
1: you know, create a new ad or create a new case study. We can use some of these AI platforms to create a bunch of different iterations. And then we can look through these and maybe select from a list of 15 to 20 different options and start to form our own kind of versions of these ads. And it makes our ads and our content a lot better. It's more directed towards the user. A lot of mistakes that are just over... That we normally kind of walk through are cleaned up and so that's a, I think that's one thing we notice is just improved product
0: right now I know a, a number of people are starting to use ChatGPT GPT or other AI engines for actually writing article content to try to rank higher in SEO and Google's trying to combat that by having AI detectors and, and that kind of stuff and so the current thought is is you should, use it to kind of generate that, but you kind of have to write it, rewrite it, a little bit of it in your own tone, in your own personality, and try to give some differentiation, maybe add some more infographics in and stuff to actually get those articles to rank higher. I mean, one thing we we talked about was,
1: you know, chat is great, but the the problem is it's so confident in everything it says. It can be completely wrong in the information it's giving. Maybe some of the instructions or whatever. And you got to go in and you got to clean that up and make sure everything's correct.
0: Yeah. I I heard that it actually will do references that are fake. You know, it'll basically say, you know, write me an article, give me three references. And the references sometimes will just be, you know, Microsoft.com slash how to do this. But if you go to that link, it doesn't even exist. It was basically, you know, faked out and stuff, which is be really interesting too. So if you're looking to use these AI tools, I would look at them as that, a
1: tool to help improve whatever you're doing, whether that's streamlining the mundane tasks or improving your your overall or product that you're giving out to your client. It's It's not meant to replace you. And I don't think it will ever replace a user because again we're going back to it's training off a data set anything new anything groundbreaking it's not going to have
0: i'll give one another great example that i think was was awesome for chat gpt my next-door neighbor bless their hearts they are the worst technologically adept people ever you know like i remember one time i had to go over and help them with their printer because it wasn't printing Well, it wasn't even plugged in, you know, kind of thing. And uh, so, you know, but oftentimes in our religion, they ask members of the congregation to come up and give talks on Sunday, right? And so that person had to do a talk that week. And I'm like, well, you should just have Chad GPT write it for you. And so I I showed them, they're like, well, we heard about that and stuff. And I showed them, and basically I said, you know, write a talk, you know, a, a church talk on, principles of jesus whatever and you know cite three stories and do that and it just printed out the whole thing and you read it and you're like man that's something that sounds like somebody else would have given at the pulpit right so you know she's like she says to me well just so you know my entire speech would be for me, but next time I'm going to definitely use this tool, you know, kind of thing. So really interesting use cases for for that. One thing that was interesting that I thought was, is that Microsoft recently announced a big investment into OpenAI, the company that kind of created the chat GPT upwards of like $10 billion. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of speculation of what they want to do with that investment but they they clearly view it as the future. Well,
0: if I was Microsoft, you already know you're behind in the search search engine wars, right? I mean, Google is the big behemoth. People aren't going to Bing to search for it, but what if they were able to come on to another transitionive technology and be the the leaders there? I mean, I can see why they would actually be like, let's get out ahead of the race in this one.
1: Yeah, and with the introduction of GPT-4, which, you know, we can talk more into. I mean, the technology is going to get better. Uh, GPT-3, I think, Josh, you were saying was trained on 75 gigs of of data, mm-hmm. whereas GPT-4 is promised to be trained on the entirety of the internet
0: itself. Right. So, yeah, it, it's extremely different. Uh, a lot, lot more capability could be coming on that. So what now... I've used AI recently over the last probably six months for coding and um, not chat GPT, but it's another Microsoft product called GitHub Copilot. And what they did was they actually trained that. So let me take a step back. Microsoft, I think it was a few years ago, purchased GitHub.com is the, the largest website that holds open source s- source code repositories for the world. And so they, they bought that. And people, when they post on there, they, they say what type of license they have and whether it's just free and open and, and everything that regards. And so Microsoft used their chatbot to run across their now owned companies' software and their source code and stuff. And anyway, so now you have this co-pilot developer and it really feels like that. Like when you're actually coding, uh, it's a paid service. It's about 10 bucks a month. But as you're typing into your code editor, it's giving you suggestions and prompts. And some of the things that it does are just, it blows your mind of just like you you start typing and it finishes the thought for you even before you get there. One example that I have is sometimes you have to create a bunch of like, let's say calendar dates, right? And so you'd write January, February, March, and you normally have to type all those things out, you know, and what you just start typing january and the copilot says well do you also want to have february march april May, you know all the way through and you just hit tab and it just completes the whole thing you know for you right there but let's say you didn't want to spell the whole name of january out so you just say j-a-n period for january f-e-b period and then it just says oh do you mean also March or m-a-r period and blah 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 all the way out you know just just it saves you time from typing all that. It's just It it just blows your mind every time you try it. And uh,
1: I want to say, too, we at Red Sky Engineering have been using similar tools to help streamline some of our processes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we find that a lot of projects have a lot of the same starting points. Josh, you can talk more to this about Restora and our backend builder. This is not something that's been new. In fact, this is something we're excited about because we're already kind of implementing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So developers by nature are lazy (laughs) Yeah, and they they don't want to do the same thing over, you know, that's not exciting uh, to type the same words into your editor over and over and over again. So they invent tools to help streamline their lifestyle. Um, Obviously this GitHub Copilot is one of those tools that was created by developers to kind of, you know, remove the mundaneness out of it. At Red Sky Engineering, we found that almost every single website or web app we did had kind of the same origins. It's just the path that it took after it got to a certain point was different. And so we actually created a tool that would auto-generate all of the standard stuff you do, like authenticate a user and check permissions and connect to a database and you know do all these things that are that are required on a standard application. And so we made a tool that would just auto-generate you know essentially a hundred plus files, ten thousand lines of code. And just, you know, save all of that for that those steps for you. And you know, if we didn't have that, it would probably be you would go to an old project, you'd copy your code, you'd paste it in this new project, and then you'd start cutting stuff out and removing things that you didn't need and, and all that. Well, what that does is it makes it error prone. You know, you copy inevitably copy something, but you'll forget to rename it. And so then you have to go through those errors. So by making a tool, it made it a lot easier. Now we're taking it a step further and saying, well, all of those things that we do there are again still similar. So let's make a little engine that you just feed it the data that you want and it will automatically connect to the database, automatically generate your your SQL queries that have to go and pull that data and let's build like a nice little UI around it. So you just kind of click some buttons and it just, you know, figures it all out and, and does that for you. So Josh, you know, we're building these tools and obviously chat is
1: here. Maybe some other tools will come out. Do you think this is the end of development as we know it? Is it being replaced? By AI tools and engines.
0: Yeah, I'm actually uh, brushing up on my, you know, yoga. I think I'm going to become a yogi <laughs> and, and do that. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think um, it, it's going to be a transitional state. I think the way that you used to code is going to change, and and that's kind of that's kind of happened multiple times though. So anybody that's ever been stuck in their ways with how you do something in particular. Will always get left behind so you just have to morph with it for example you know before the internet you had to use textbooks you had to you know basically go to libraries and figure out how to do stuff how to go to meetup groups and and talk to your your fellow coders in person and stuff to try to figure out the the best ways to make a machine do what you needed to instead of spend all that when the internet became proliferate you had to learn how to become a good googler you know how to Synthesize what your question is, and find the answers, and paste them in and stuff. What I think is going to happen is you're going to have to be good at learning to use these AI tools to help you know solve your problems. And again, with the example of the Copilot, your job isn't necessarily so much anymore to just kind of type out the required code because it's going to figure that stuff out for you. Your job is now going to create and do the things that are going to be more difficult for an AI to take over right away and add that component in. So. No, I don't think developers are just going to go away. I think they're just going to have to morph with the times and and use these tools to their benefit.
1: You know, our our last episode, you know, we talked about layoffs and how the industry's going through a change right now. We're seeing a lot of people let go, companies kind of tightening the belt. If I was a person that was going to get laid off, I think I would spend a lot of my time learning more about AI. I, I think this industry's fairly new. Nobody really knows how to use it in a business setting, at least not yet. I think the minute the some of these big companies do, you know Microsoft's investment, maybe maybe Google or someone comes up with their own AI tools, there's gonna be a lot of opportunity
0: well, I, I completely agree with that. and I actually wanted to share a really cool use case of AI. We recently hired on a sales guy, and And it'd be really cool to automate, not having to do the, uh, the, you know, the cold calling and all that kind of stuff. Well, a company out there actually did that uh, already, and this is almost two years ago now. Uh, I have this recording that I think is awesome. Essentially, what it is is it's a company that was trying to get more people onto their software platform, and Kai was actually there, part of this company. So maybe you can describe this a little bit better, kind of what they were doing.
1: Yeah. So the the pitch was is this company came in, and they pitched. Hey, we work with a bunch of phone reps, uh, specifically on India in the call center, where they talk to thousands and thousands of customers. We've analyzed those calls and we've created a AI engine that basically listens to people's responses, their questions, everything. And we're able to, with 90% accuracy, give a good response and then set up a call. So this is super great for any company that's looking for like a setter closer model in their sales pipeline, like just set the appointments, then pass it off to someone more experienced.
0: And the the amazing thing is I think they took a, a sample recording from, you know, a, a native English speaking person and kind of chopped it up into standard questions, standard responses, standard reactions. And it's listening for the prompts from the customer, potential customer and choosing the best response. And it's near immediate, so it actually feels fluent, like you're just talking to somebody normal. And so I'm gonna play a kind of a clip here of this and just kind of listen to what it what it sounds like, so. Hello.
2: Oh, hey, Hello, this, this is Brian. I'm calling with Volcanic Retail. Could, could I speak with someone in either marketing or sales, please? I'm speaking. Oh, hey, this is Brian. I'm calling with Volcanic Retail. I'm sure you're really busy, so I can be super quick for you. H- how are you doing today? Fine. Good. Well, you know, I'll be quick for you today. I just need a moment
0: of your time. First of all, have... So, what, what I kind of pick up right there is it, it waited for the response, and then it, it immediately responded back, which, somebody listening on the other end of the line, they're not going to know that that is like an AI bot that they're talking to, right? Really fascinating, and, and it, it just lends credibility because I've, we've all answered those, those robo dialers and you just know immediately like, okay, this is, this is not a real person, you know? So I'm, I'm going to fast forward a little bit, but the next kind of segment that they're trying to do is they're really trying to get to the point where this person is a warm lead, meaning that they're willing to kind of engage and talk a little bit more. And so what he does is this, this AI bot is it passes it off onto a real person that's going to take over and try to close the deal, right? Any comments on that guy?
1: Yeah, I think that's the magic here is the bot being able to recognize and give a good response, but then notice hey, let's try to lead this customer down this funnel and at what point do I need to bring someone else in?
0: Right. Okay, let me let me grab this here.
2: Okay. Awesome. That's perfect. Great. You know, do do you have a couple minutes for us to explain the platform? We, we have someone right here that can walk you through it, Would would that be okay? Sure. Awesome. You know, I, I'm going to send that email over to you right away. It outlines exactly what we need from you to set up your account. Now I do have my product and demo specialist available right now. If we can have a quick, you know, just five to 10 minutes, can I bring them on the line? Would that be okay? Yep. Awesome. You've been great. We really appreciate the opportunity to show you how Volcanic can help your business grow. Now, Logan is, uh, is coming on here. Lo- Lo- Logan, are you, are you there? Hi, Lucia. This is Logan. Huh? This is Logan. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. What's up? Good. Yeah. Thanks for taking uh, a moment of the time with me today. So what's your uh, brand? Uh, Scully customs, air ride suspension.
0: So, Basically, he was able to kind of transition right over, uh, ask a couple more engaging questions, and then close out the deal at the end and and get them to sign up for their platform. Really unique way of using AI, I think.
1: Thanks for sharing that story, Josh, and uh, sharing that recording. I think it really speaks to the power of AI and really the potential of it. Um, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why we here at Red Sky have been really forefront of trying to learn this technology Learning how we could best use it, how we can serve our customers, who are, you know, building up their own business. You know, how can they use AI in their business? Um, it just opens the doors on so many different possibilities.
0: Absolutely, I 100% agree with that. And we obviously there's the AI portion of it, but there's the human element to that. And Red Sky Engineering, we believe we have a great process for leading people through that. That's just the AI bots. I don't think are there yet, and so we have the, you know the human touch that that will actually go out and extract from you and help you build the, the product that's perfect for you well thank you for listening to our story and we'll be back next week with more stories personal experiences and advice on running a dev shop thanks kai thanks josh